attention, please. What you're about to hear is the sound of now. Let's begin. And we're back. Hey, you're listening to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Another week, another show. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Love it. I'm looking you in the eyes. Yes, here we go. <laughs> right? It's like the rock. Is it possible that this is somehow not a disaster? Whenever you're ready, guys. Wow. Would you guys like to play a little game of what's causing the problem? This is The Revolution with Jim and Trav, presented by Outdoor Channel. Welcome to The Revolution Rewind with Jim and Trav, presented by Outdoor Channel. This week, we're going to take a look back at Revolution history and some of our finest outdoor moments. We'll highlight our award-winning interviews with the world-renowned hunter Greg Ritz from Huntmasters, seen on Outdoor Channel, and the courageous, dedicated war vet, Lieutenant Colonel Oliver North of Saving Private Canine on Sportsman Channel. And that's just the beginning. We'll then dig even deeper into the Revolution archives to unlock Unlock super hunting tips from the Outdoor Channel series Territory's wild host, Tom Miranda. And to top it off, we'll dish some field-to-table insight from Scott Lasath, the sporting chef. But first, let's hear from everybody's favorite hunting mom, Mrs. Bunny, who's, of course, brought to you by Nissan. Bunny, 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 bunny! Gobble, gobble, baby. You like it? That is amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. Mrs. Bunny, Trav's much, much better and less hairy half, is a lovable mother of five, and she's a diehard huntress through and through. So here's one of our fondest memories of Mrs. Bunny and her take on camping from May 2015. Hi, so Mrs. Bunny. Mrs. Bunny's here. Mrs. Bunny, we're camping. Take it away. Anyways, okay. Uh, <laughs> Best fishing camps. There's, right. a, there's a few ways that you can do this, really. Family friendly, probably the best way to do this is where you can pull in with your truck and have everything set up just right there, okay? So if we're talking just pitch a tent, camp on the ground, uh, put, like Jimbo said, um, uh, camp in the back of your a truck. Just put a, a sleeping bag in the back of your truck and camp right out of the back of your truck. Or if you're somebody who uh, pulls a fancy fifth wheel trailer, um, you can pull right in into a campsite and hook up there. Either way. I bring a satellite dish. There you go. Any of those ways um, are probably the best way to camp with kids just because they um, have a little bit more uh, versatility than um, backpacking in somewhere. So we're talking Arizona, the White Mountains. There are 12 sites at the South Fork Campground, all within a long cast of the South Fork of the Little Colorado River. Um, Great place. California Sierra National Forest. Um, You can get your money's worth from uh, your off-road vehicle if you want to. Going to uh, Coyote Lake and Red Lake, they have rainbow and brook trout that thrive on the edge of the Dinky Creek wilderness. Really? I wouldn't think that something called Dinky Creek would produce much, but apparently it does. Dinky fish. It's misleading. So, So, in Colorado, the 11 Mile Canyon, it is a dry fly angler's dream, uh, has a tailwater stream. Packed with trout in a narrow canyon, uh, dirt road parallels the river, and there are five Forest Service campgrounds from which you can choose. So a lot of versatility mm. along the edge there. You can kind of pick where you want to go. Um, then you have, in Oklahoma, the Lake of Arbuckles. Not long ago, this 2,300-acre hog farm produced not one but two tournament entries of the five largemouth bass totaling 40-plus pounds. Holy crap, yeah. really? Yeah. There Man, are, hot pro- spot. Yeah, they're private campgrounds, plenty of them. Public ones scattered throughout the Chickasaw National um, Recreational Area. 
Yeah, so check out that one. That's a great one. Um, Lake Fork in Texas. Did you know that more than half of the 50 largest bass caught in Texas come from Lake Fork? Mm-hmm. Seriously? Um, yeah, so great spot. Prolific lake for yeah. bass. So camping is just an excuse to be on the water here. So, oh, yeah. Um, Utah and Wyoming, the Flaming Gorge National Recreational Area. It has more than 700 campsites, um, and it is anchored by the Flaming Gorge Reservoir with possibilities of 40-pound lake trout. I've called Jibbo that before. Are you Flaming Gorge? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even. Wow. I don't even know what that means. But no, it sounds, so my lunch. Sounds, sounds mean. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> He's got it on a cape. He wears it. The Flaming Gorge. Seriously, <laughs> man, that's a big lake trout. It is nice um, size in Missouri. Ozark streams. There's a uh-huh. lot of stuff in, in the Ozarks, but um, they have it all. Um, big browns, uh, small stream trout, muskies, big bass, um, pretty much everything. Uh, in the summer months, Southern Missouri Fly Guide Brian Wise says he works them all over with the Game Changer, a big, meaty, articulated streamer. That's what he likes to use mm. on some of those. So anyway. Missouri's awesome. Missouri is Love awesome. Love Missouri. And my final one being Wyoming, uh, Soda Butte. Soda Butte Campground in um, Gallatin National Forest is the gateway to the less trampled northeastern side of Yellowstone National Park. Um, so you can hit the Soda Butte Creek right on the roadside and then day hike into the, some of the 700 mi- um, higher mountain lakes and reservoirs. Really? Wow. Yeah. Like Holy cow. Idea. Some great places. You know the best thing? You need a tent. In a sleeping bag. And a fishing pole. In a fishing pole. And you're good to go. You can catch your food. Maybe need some uh, matches. That's the beautiful part about it is that you don't have to bring your food because most of it you can catch right at the stream. And then just you need your stuff to cook. But beyond that, that's really it. Actually, you really don't need anything if you're just going to cook fish because you can actually... uh, you know, make a fire and then just use a, a stick to prop it up. There you go. And hang it over it and uh, you got it going on. Well, you know, we're going to talk with old uh, Ryan Neely with Camp Chef talking about the wonderful products. But, you know, and most campgrounds, they have those little grill boxes. Yeah. And a little so, wood in uh, there? Yeah, you can just gather up some wood. Now, you have to watch it, especially with pine. You got a lot of pine pitch in there. Made flavor your fish, if you if you will. I like that flavor. <laughs> oh, it is good. I do. Yeah. <laughs> Put the sap in my mustache, and I'm good to go. Uh, you know, I camping is so much fun, and I wish more people would get out and do it and, and not be such pansies about it. Sure, you're going to smell. You're going to sweat. You're going to get bug bites, but that's the whole experience, you know? Yeah, and one thing we want to mention to you that uh, – Early in the morning, normally it's really cool, so you build a nice fire. If your kids have synthetic pajamas... Do not wear sweats near a fire. <laughs> yes, because it will melt to your skin. I've learned that the hard way. <laughs> yes. Thanks to my wonderful outdoorsman father here. <laughs> go, go warm up by the fire. Oh, crap, your pants are on fire. <laughs> That's where I get it from. You set yourself on fire last year. I did. And you're hunting blind. Yes, Alrighty. And melted my knees together. It's been <laughs> wonderful. Mrs. Bunny, you always pick out the best places to go. Do what I can, guys. All right. So out of all those picks, what would you say? What would you pick? Oklahoma? Probably. I think that sounds kind of a fun one. Yeah, that does I sound like I fun. like, and I've been there, 11 Mile Creek. But you know, no one asked you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I get that a lot. No, it's a beautiful place, though. Um, lots of things to do. Your fishing is just one of the perks. It really is. All right. So we're teaching you boys and girls how to camp. Camp it like a champ. Like a champ. Holy crap. Well, there's no doubt that Trav wears the pants in that relationship, but Mrs. Bunny certainly picks the color. Now, as we step further back into revolution history, after the break, we'll relive the amazing appearance of Lieutenant Colonel Oliver North of Saving Private Canine on Sportsman Channel, right here on the Revolution Rewind with Jim and Trav, presented by Outdoor Channel. Be sure to check us out at JimandTrav.com, plus Facebook, Twitter, and yes, even Pinterest. We'd like to give a special thanks to 
RadioOutdoorChannel.com, Nissan at NissanUSA.com, Remington at Remington.com, plus High Mountain Seasonings at HIMTNJerky.com. Again, Lieutenant Colonel Oliver North of Saving Private Canine on Sportsman Channel is coming up next on The Revolution Rewind. You're listening to The Revolution Rewind. That sounds great. Stay tuned. More coming up next. In the wild, every animal has adapted to survive. As humans, we have learned from those adaptations to become better hunters. We're the planet's top predator, but we didn't get here alone. I'm Remy Warren. I plan to immerse myself in nature and hunt like an animal. The way of the hunter is a humbling path. I'm in awe of these creatures and those who came before me. Apex Predator, Thursdays at 10.30 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel. If you're like us, you love the outdoors. It's that special place where you can forget the day-to-day and just unwind. It's your sanctuary, your heaven on earth. We're in the same boat, which is why we built just the vehicle to take you there. The 2015 Nissan Titan. It's our biggest, baddest, most capable pickup truck that sports a beefy 317 horsepower from a massive V8 engine, complete with a one-ton payload and up to a hardcore 9,500 pounds of towing capability, giving you more than enough power to get your boat out of the driveway and into the lake. See you out on the water. Nissan, innovation that excites. Available features. See Nissan Towing Guide and Owner's Manual for proper use. Cargo and load capacity limited by weight and distribution. Always secure all cargo. This is The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Presented by Outdoor Channel. Welcome back. Take the opportunity to reflect. Flashback, flashback. This flashback is hot. This is The Revolution Rewind. All right, Revolution superfans, we're tearing a page out of Jim and Trav's history and reliving the hunts of yesterday on today's broadcast of The Revolution Rewind with Jim and Trav, presented by Outdoor Channel. And before the break, we heard from the always informative and entertaining Mrs. Bunny. But this next audio bit with Lieutenant Colonel Oliver North of Saving Private Canine, seen on Sportsman Channel, hit it big with you, our listeners. And it also scored us a first place with the Southeastern Outdoor Press Association in their Excellence in Craft Award for Syndicated Talk Radio. So here's some highlights from Jim and Trav's one-on-one with Lieutenant Colonel Oliver North of Saving Private Canine, seen on Sportsman Channel. All right, so as you all know, Saving Private Canine showcases accounts of battlefield service and heroic acts of valor that military dogs perform as told by those who fought beside them. Um, But you know what really hacks me off, Mr. Oliver, is that these hardworking pooches are out there day in and day out saving lives and they truly don't get the respect uh, that they deserve. Now about the only guys that really know anything about them are the dog handlers and the lives that they've saved. Now I've, I've been working with military working dogs since I was a young second lieutenant commanding a rifle platoon out in Vietnam and we used to beg to get a dog handler out there with us. Yeah. yeah. At the time these were all big shepherds. I mean, it's about the only kind you had out there. Some of the engineers would have labs as bomb sniffers, but when we were out there in the weeds, you wanted a really good attack dog because they could detect the enemy, smell them, look at them, see them, 
and bite them before they got to bite us. <laughs> so we just, I just loved working with a, a scout dog. We just didn't have enough of them. Yeah. Now, now most of the time when you see a footage, if you will, uh, yeah. they are shepherds. But isn't the uh, official dog of the Marine Corps the Doberman Pinscher? Well, it is. In fact, the Dobermans are the ones that are memorialized at the War Dog Memorial on Guam. Oh, ah, really? A documentary for war stories about them. That's how I ended up with this job at Fox's Direction, working with uh, the folks at Sportsman Channel. Uh, but those were Dobermans. You're absolutely right. Well, actually, now the way that the uh, the, the, the uh, backwards approach that we're doing with the military uh, is the official dog going to be a poodle? <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, it's probably going to be a dash hound. <laughs> little yeah, showy. In fact, you make a very good point because the number of dogs that are committed and deployed has been cut by two-thirds from what it was even just two years ago. Really? Now, a lot of people don't know that you're a big wing shooter. What is your favorite dog uh, to hunt behind? Oh, I'm uh, look, at, it, truth be known, I'm sitting right next to the best hunting dog I've ever had, and I've had one since I was old enough to walk and carry a shotgun. And this is a Boykin Spaniel. Oh, yeah, that's oh, a really? great dog. Carolina water dog. It is the finest hunting dog I've ever had. But they got more endurance than any dog I've ever worked with. Yeah, now, that was actually uh, 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 bred by a guy by the name of Boykin, wasn't it? It was. In fact, Boykin, South Carolina, is an actual place. And here's, here's the really great part of this thing. I was getting ready to deploy overseas. First time I'd bred her, finally looked at the book and said, the gestation period for a Boykin is only 63 days. Oh. And on the 60th day, I realized I'm going to be gone tomorrow for a month. Oh. And so I picked up the phone and I called a dear, dear friend. I'm not making this up. If you made this stuff up, nobody believes it. <laughs> I called Lieutenant General Jerry Boykin, an extraordinary special operations guy. He commanded the, the, the mission that we all know as Black Hawk Down. Uh -huh. Yeah. Wounded yeah. in Grenada. He went on more counterterrorism operations than you can count. He and I have known each other since I was a major and he was a captain. <sighs> His lovely wife, Ashley. I call him up. Ashley answers the phone as Ashley Boykin says, I'll take her. I'll whelp her. All you got to do is give the pick of the litter to a wounded Marine or soldier. Done deal. Your story trumps anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, what's the chance of a Boykin Spaniel being whelped by Ashley Boykin? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're talking with uh, Lieutenant Colonel Oliver North. I uh, got to check out a what are saving, the good guys? saving private canine uh, Thursdays, 9 p.m. Eastern time on Sportsman Channel. All right. So grew up big outdoorsman, always had dogs, uh, dedicated your life to serving this country. And now you're hosting this awesome show, uh, Saving Private Canine. Uh, what is this like to you? Obviously, as a man that loves uh, the military, the military, he loves dogs, and to be able to showcase those both in one show, how, what does that mean to you? Yeah. Well, it means a lot because look, for the last fifteen years, I've been traveling all over the world for Fox News, describing America's heroes. I mean, yeah, and, and those are all guys that we started out with two legs. A lot of them don't have any legs now, but America's soldiers, sailors, airmen, guardsmen, Marines, and law enforcement have been my only beat for 15 years for Fox News. And I let them tell their stories. Well, the only difference here is these heroes don't talk quite as well as those guys, uh -huh. but they're still heroes. And that's, I mean, it was just a natural for me. So when Fox said, nope, uh, we want you to do 10 episodes of a show called Saving Private Canine. It's their second season. Uh, it's on Sportsman Channel. Lee Ermey did it last year. I'm doing it this year. Have a a ball shooting it. I mean, it really is. The handlers and the dogs 
are some of the most magnificent beings you could ever imagine. They truly are, as I finish every one of these these episodes of Saving Private Canine, they truly are man's best friend. Mr. Oliver, man, though, it has been so awesome uh, having you on and sharing with us about a Saving Private Canine. Once again, airs Thursdays, 9 p.m. Eastern Time on Sportsman Channel. You're a true American hero, man. Uh, thank you so much for calling in, Mr. Oliver. Well, I appreciate you guys supporting the troops. Semper Fidelis. It's the Revolution Rewind with Jim and Trav, presented by Outdoor Channel. And that was Lieutenant Colonel Oliver North of Saving Private Canine, seen on Sportsman Channel. Lieutenant Colonel Oliver North is a highly decorated war veteran, a proud American husband and father, and one hell of an outdoorsman. Now don't go anywhere, because we're just beginning our descent into the Revolution Archives. And you won't want to miss our next Revolution Rewind to Greg Ritz of Huntmasters, seen Exclusively on Outdoor Channel. Now, let's cut to a break. Back in business. Lock and load. Looking back at some of the best of Jim and Trav. Let the good times roll. It's the Revolution Rewind. Stay tuned. We'll be back right after these important messages. My son has a favorite saying, Dad, don't worry about it. Things will work out. When death is close. Started to wonder if he had died that night. Will you respond? You can't make the situation any better, but you can sure make it worse. When is that point when they're looking for a body? All that was in my mind was save my brother. I gotta save my brother. I just refused to die. Fight to survive. All new season. Saturdays at 2 p.m. Eastern. Only on Outdoor Channel. High Mountain Seasonings, the world's best kits for turning your game into jerky and sausage. Look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. Cabela's is the world's foremost outfitter for hunting, fishing, and outdoor gear. You can outfit all your needs through Cabela's catalogs, online, and their many stores. With the best selection, prices, and quality, all backed by a legendary guarantee. For the best in outdoor gear, go to www.cabelas.com. Introducing the fastest, most effective way to clean your gun barrel, the new Remington Squeegee. To use it, simply scrub your bore with a wire brush and a few drops of Remington's All-In Cleaner to loosen any fouling. Then attach your Remington Squeegee to the end of a cleaning rod or cable. And with one pull through the bore, you're done. Fast, easy, and completely reusable. Say goodbye to your father's old gun cleaning patches. And hello to 21st century gun care technology. Look for it at your favorite sporting goods retailer. The Revolution with Jim and Trev. Presented by Outdoor Channel. First, you turn the time circuits on. Now, back to the Revolution Rewind. Are you telling me you built a time machine? You're listening to an exclusive broadcast of The Revolution Rewind with Jim and Trav, presented by Outdoor Channel. Now, if you're just tuning in, you're tardy, and you should be disciplined for missing Lieutenant Colonel Oliver North of Saving Private Canine, seen on Sportsman Channel. Anyways, does your idea of outdoor excitement include being nearly imprisoned and killed by the KGB, or possibly living, hunting, and eating with the Cameroon Pygmies? Well, if so, this next audio bit 
Outside with famed outdoorsman Greg Ritz of Huntmasters seen on Outdoor Channel is right up your alley. It's the Revolution Rewind with Jim and Trev. Alright, so we're just now being joined by Mr. Greg Ritz. Gotta check him out. Huntmasters, Sunday, 10 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Uh, you know, Greg, you guys sent us a, a little promo reel of your hunt there in Cameroon. Yeah, and you were hunting bongo, I think. You were hunting bongo uh, with the pygmies, which is really cool. But you know, one thing I gotta say, though, is like anytime we travel, we live off of bottled water and hand sanitizer. I, wh- what do you do to not get sick out there? Because, I mean, obviously, it's not like you, you can run to the local CVS pharmacy, man. What do you do to stay healthy? Before you leave on any of these trips, you got to consult with the CDC on what uh, immunizations you're going to need. So I went over to uh, the local CDC here. They go, okay, I have some good news and I have some bad news. And I oh. said, what's that? They said, we have to inoculate you for everything. <laughs> I said, Okay, and I said, well, well, what's the good news? We don't have to give you a shot for rabies. (laughs) (laughs) But when you're over there, uh, you made the comment about hand sanitizer. You have to have that in your bag at all times before you eat, before you brush your teeth, before you touch anything. You got to realize that that the pygmies or some of these people living in these, these tribal environments, they have become immune to a lot of the local diseases. We have become such a sterile society because we live off of antibiotics and hand sanitizer that our bodies uh, are very susceptible to these diseases, whether they're airborne or waterborne. And, uh, you know, obviously drinking only bottled water. Uh, If not, you are, you're definitely going to spend a lot of sleepless nights, uh, running to the john if you uh if you do anything <laughs> to drink bottled water you don't seem like a man uh mr greg that fears much okay but when you go on except your eight-year-old on these types of hunts <laughs> okay what is your greatest concern is it getting sick is it getting hurt what is your greatest concern when you're hunting abroad yeah my my greatest concern is actually the health of my camera guys is it really my videographers yeah because without them, we can't pull off a show. And I feel completely responsible for their security and their health. Uh, we actually had a cameraman. Um, actually, he's the, the owner of Sub 7 Production Company, Mark Womack. He got deathly ill for two days. Wow, uh, wow, really? You know, fortunately, we had all the, the proper medications you know, to, to nurse him back to health. But that tore me apart. I was more concerned about him at that point than finishing the show. Yeah. Now, of all of the countries that you've hunted in the world, and we're talking about uh, beyond the borders hunting abroad, what has been the most difficult for you? Technically, the most difficult is trying to get in and out of Canada. (laughs) I I agree with you 100%. (laughs) I just came from there, and I won't go back. Yeah, it it is. is, I don't know whether it's created on the by the U.S. or created by the Canadians or somebody's poking somebody in the eye. But <laughs> the amount of paperwork you get to fill out and, I mean, every time I go over there, I don't even bother wearing a belt or underwear because you're taking it off anyway. Greg Ritz goes commando. <laughs> oh, my God, that is so funny. Now, now uh, one other question for you. You know, you, we're talking about being in dangerous places and so forth. Have you ever felt the need or have you ever hired a security uh, detail? Um, I've had security detail. Um, you know, in the big cities uh, like um, downtown Baku and Azerbaijan, uh, just to get in and out of the airport with firearms. Yeah. And, uh, and on our trip to Pakistan here uh, in December, uh, we'll have a security detail with us at that time. And it's, 
you know, it's it's obviously to, like I said, to, to make sure everybody in in our group uh, remains safe. But most of the time, that security detail is there to negotiate uh, with the locals. And I mean, I ran into this in Cameroon six or seven times. You know, and you know, we would have police officers, military, or or people from the logging companies pointing AK forty sevens right in their face. Oh, Ooh, seriously! Wow. And, and yelling and screaming, and your paperwork isn't right, and and you know, it's all a shakedown, right? But you have to understand that's how that culture survives, and it's just so it's not personal. It's it's not it doesn't have anything to do with me or or the fact that I'm a hunter. Okay, that's just what you have to go through, and then you negotiate, and that's really what the detail is there for: is to create the negotiation, and then. You know, provide them with whatever funds uh, it's needed to to get through that checkpoint. I, Greg, I would have a hard time not taking that personal, man. <laughs> I, don't know. I mean, I mean, and, and on the on the top of the mountain, Azerbaijan, we were on the Russia border, <laughs> and we actually had the Russian KGB oh helicopter God. in, really <laughs> helicopter in, because I was using my sat phone. Uh-huh. You know, I I call home. I call the office every day. Just check in. Well, apparently yeah. we were in military airspace. Ooh. and They were inter- intercepting my call, so they said that I was violating the, the military <laughs> space by using my sat phone, and that uh, they were going to haul me off to prison. Wow! Really? Yeah. Well, so, you're actually but calling. What it in- was it was was just a a tactic for them. You know, to shake us down. So a thousand dollars later, they were happy, and I was happy, and they left. Um, have you ever been in a certain situation where you didn't honestly know the outcome of it? All right, you know, you oh, yeah. you knew you were getting a shake. You had a thousand bucks in your pocket. You're good with a KGB. But have you ever been like, I honestly don't know in five minutes where this is going to go? Has that happened to you? Oh, I, I was in Zimbabwe years ago. And I can't believe that Mugabe is still in charge of like 90 years old. Of course, it used to be Rhodesia, right? Yeah. And, until, uh, you know, you had the civil wars occur. You know, the military came in, they commandeered our vehicle to go in and engage with, uh, poachers. These oh, wow. poachers were, were killing animals to go, you know, sell the, uh, the horns and the gallbladders or whatever, the meat, whatever they were doing. Yeah. And, uh, and it ended up getting into a firefight and people <laughs> were killed and we really? ended up, you know, driving out with dead bodies in the back of our vehicle. Oh, wow. Holy cow. So, I mean, it was, it's crazy. So in those situations, you don't know what you're getting into or, or how you're going to get out of them. You, you just have to, to roll with it. Yeah. And that is probably the only time that I was in a situation that I didn't feel that I couldn't buy my way out of because <laughs> there was no money. This was personal. They were going after these these poachers, which, hey, I was all in favor of. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't believe in, in poaching, selling all that. I just don't want to be part of that because, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I, I just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm hunting with a muzzleloader. What good am I going to do? <laughs> just saying, I got to fire a second shot here. Oh, my goodness, dude. That is wicked. So you're locked on the Revolution Rewind with Jim and Trav. And that was Greg Ritz from Huntmasters seen on Outdoor Channel. Now that interview ranks number one on our list of all things to never attempt in the outdoors. But it did win us a second place prize in the Southeastern Outdoor Press Association's Excellence in Craft Award. Well, the Revolution Rewind will continue next with more Jim and Trav and the recent Heart to Heart with Tom Miranda from Territories Wild on Outdoor Channel. If you want to check out the extended, uncut and unsanitized versions of all these interviews, be sure to visit JimandTrav.com and we'll return in a moment. The 
This is the Revolution Rewind. Stick around. We'll be back with more of the Revolution Rewind with Jim and Trav right after these messages. Deep below the surface of the ocean, they lie in wait. One of the most dangerous predators of the open sea. Outdoor Channel presents Blue Water Savages. An oceanic bite you, it's game over. A new original series that will leave you breathless. To see so many sides of their personality is extremely rare. But that's what this show is about. How human behavior affects shark behavior. Blue Water Savages. All new series Saturdays at 2.30 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel. High Mountain Seasonings. Do yourself a flavor with over 200 different items. And look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. Best place to hunt giant mule deer is Colorado. So plan your dream hunt by purchasing Colorado's Biggest Bucks and Bulls today at www.coloradosbiggestbucksandbulls.com. Remington Gun Care Products. They last longer and clean deeper, giving you better accuracy, a smoother action, and the confidence you need for the most demanding shots. Trusted by the world's top armorers, Remington Gun Care. Look for it wherever you buy your favorite shooting supplies. We have an unidentified object. Let's take a little void. Back. Reliving some of our finest outdoor moments from 2015. This is the Revolution Rewind with Jim and Trev. Presented by Outdoor Channel. We're taking over your radio with the Revolution Rewind, presented by Outdoor Channel. And before the break, Huntmaster's very own Greg Ritz blew our minds with his daring outdoor adventures abroad. Now there's no arguing that Jim and Trav are the undisputed kings of outdoor radio, but this next piece of Revolution audio history comes straight to you from the man that solely redefined the sport of bow hunting as we know it today. His name is Tom Miranda from Territories Wild on Outdoor Channel, and he's the first bow hunter to ever document the archery super slam on video it's the revolution rewind with jim and trev we are being joined by tom miranda he's a legend in his own mind he is a rock star we love him he is the ultimate bow hunter himself mr tom miranda make sure you watch matthew's territories wild plus adventure bow hunter two splendiferous shows i love that word uh, anyways no you were telling us during the break uh mr tom about the world hunting award i, I think what you said you're going to be presented with in february uh congratulations on that man tell us about it in 2011 i finished the super slam in north american big game and the Spy club guys called me and said you know you we've seen your shows for 30 years and you hunt all over the world you know can you send us a list of your animals and one thing led to another and i sent them a list and they said gosh you know you were like really close to the world hunting award if you were to shoot oh. these other 34 species so uh <laughs> from 2011 till this year i've been working on that and that's why i've been hunting ibex and uh, Turkey and Spain and hunting all over for all these uh, different species and I finally finished it so in uh, February I get awarded the the SCI World Hunting Award ring, which only four other bow hunters have gotten. Yeah. Now, of course, you started way back in the uh, in the eighties on this whole uh, situation. Uh, now, what bow did you start with back then? You know, of course, you know the the uh, uh, recurve was a big thing back then, but now, of course, I don't think you can even find a recurve anymore. Can you? Oh yeah, there's plenty of recurves and longbows available out there. And uh, my first bow was a a Fred Bear Kodiak. Uh, recurve bow and that was back in the early 70s uh but uh when i finally started doing tv stuff and videos i started with a mcpherson bow which um actually is matthews today oh, wow. and in okay. between i moved around yeah uh, matt mcpherson owned mcpherson archery for 
several years and ended up selling the trademarks and patents to that and then started another company uh, working on the solo cam and uh, that became Matthews. So his first name is the company now and his last name was the company before, which is pretty amazing. <laughs> now, you, you were talking just a little bit ago about how essential it is to hit the deer in the vitals, to take them out ethically, take them down as quickly as possible. Um, Jimbo and I were discussing a, a little while ago before the show started the difference between a mechanical broadhead and a fixed blade broadhead. Which do you prefer and why? Well, I shot Muzzy fixed blade broadheads for 15 years, and I think they're an amazing, amazing uh, broadhead. And uh, I think uh, when it comes to a marginal shot, they do the, they do incredible damage. But I started shooting the Rage flip cam, which is an open-on-impact broadhead six years ago, uh-huh. and uh, it's uh, just the technology. Back in the, when the original open-on-impact or uh, mechanical broadhead started, the, the technology just wasn't there. The, the steel that the blades were made out of would break, and they wouldn't always deploy, or sometimes they would deploy too soon, and the advantage of an open-on-impact broadhead is that it, the tip itself is more like a field tip, and it flies more like an arrow that you would practice with, so uh, typically, a, a, a broadhead that has fixed blades, you know, the blades themselves can become wings or become uh, a way to steer the arrow. And so you have to balance your arrows and tune your arrows when you use fixed blade broadheads, whereas in the open on impact, you don't. And uh, I, I currently shoot the Rage two blade extreme broadhead. Had very good success with it. It's a, it's actually an amazing tool. Yeah. Well, you know, I I ran into you at the uh, shot show a couple of years ago, and of course we've talked on the phone numerous times. But I was surprised at how tall you are. And then I I saw on this Wikipedia again that your your draw length is only twenty eight inches. What the heck's going on with that? <laughs> well, I'm just six foot tall, so I don't know if that's uh, you know definitely not uh, NBA. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, no, I use a string loop on the back of my bow, and I like to. I like to. Um, I use a kisser button on the string, so I don't pull the bow really back behind my head like a lot of guys do. Uh, but if you have a string loop on the bow, you're going to attach a release to that. That adds about an inch, so that would bring me to 29. And then just the way I mount the kisser button in my on the end of my lip, uh, the kisser button basically helps. It's a device that goes on the string that helps you with your form. And I shoot with both eyes open, so I don't use a peep sight. And uh, I have to have perfect form in order to shoot accurately, and that, that kisser button helps me with that. So, uh, you know, that's one of the cool things about, you know, archery is that it, um, it, it is a sport. I mean, you do have to have some finesse, and you have to have technique and, and, and everything. to, And you have to practice to be a good archer. It's not like putting a shell on a rifle and using a scope that's perfectly sighted in and the first <laughs> shot's always perfect. What is your draw weight, man? I shoot 72 pounds. Oh. Uh, they both come in 70, uh, but if you crank them all the way down, you typically can get 72. Back in the early days, uh, maybe we don't have time for this, but on ESPN, in the original days, we weren't allowed to show the impacts, and when we finally were, if an animal, if the arrow didn't pass all the way through the animal, we weren't allowed to show the hit, and so I used to shoot an 80-pound bow uh, on all my hunts just so the arrows would go all the way through, and we could cut back to the animal running off, and it was an important part of the legitimizing and making the hunt authentic. And uh, so, yeah, it, it, my elephant hunt, I had to use a 94-pound draw bow, so you can oh, get up there in the way. Holy cow. I, I was actually reading a really interesting uh, personal story about you, man. I uh, talked about the first moose you ever harvested. Uh, tremendous story. You made five separate trips. Ten days each. Ten days each. And on the 50th day... 
you finally harvested a moose. Now, most hunters would have given up long before then and picked up a rifle. But what made you stick with it and persevere uh, to see it through, man? Well, a moose was a nemesis animal for me, for sure. I mean, uh, I don't know, I was snake bit. You know, I grew up trapping, and uh, having that big bull moose uh, antlers uh, over the door of your log cabin was always a dream, you know. Uh, maybe I wanted it too much. Sometimes <laughs> in, on these hunts, you know, you, you you want it so bad that yeah, you you do things you shouldn't be doing, and you, you don't have the confidence because it just seems like every day that goes by, you don't see one, or you don't get closer, you don't get an opportunity. And yeah, now you had mentioned confidence. Now, when you pick up your bow, you have complete confidence in that. I mean, it's like an extension of your arm, isn't it? Well, you want it to be, but uh, it's always difficult. I mean, you know, I learn something every day I go out, every hunt that I'm on, I learn something new, I learn something different. Not only about the animals, but about myself and about hunting tactics and, and about trying to be successful. And, of course, the older you get, and I'm 57 now, uh, I've been doing TV for a long time. Uh, I, have to, I have to perform, you know, I have to get it done. That's what we do. But, um, you know, sometimes I, I let animals go by, you know. I, let, I, I take it all in. And it's not all about the kill. And that's another thing that makes bow hunting so special. It's not just about the kill. It's about the experience. And just the... To get to 65 yards and watch that bull elk walk away and know that you maybe could have made the shot, but that was a little far, so you didn't. I think that, you know, puts a feather in your cap and it puts another, you know, it's another experience under the belt. And typically a bow hunter, when he goes on a hunt, he's going to see way more animals, way more animals that are going to be a lot closer and he's going to experience much more because he's going to be up earlier and he's going to go to bed later. So, I mean, it's go early, stay late, and it takes a lot of time to put it all together. There's been guys that have shot all 29 North American big game animals in three years. It took me 13 oh. years with a bow. So, I mean, it's it's about do-overs. You bet. Hey, we got to leave it right there. We've been talking with Tom Moran. Of course, he has a program called Matthew's Territories Wild. He is the Mr. Miyagi yes, of the is. archery world. You're in the middle of the Revolution Rewind radio takeover with Jim and Trav, presented by Outdoor Channel. And that was the one and only bow hunting extraordinaire, Tom Miranda of Territories Wild, seen on Outdoor Channel. And what is Tom Miranda's best piece of advice for bow hunters? Give everything and expect nothing in return. Well, by now, your stomachs have to be growling. And it just so happens that the godfather of field-to-table dining, Scott Lasath, the sporting chef, is coming up next. And don't forget to stop by and visit us at JimandTrav.com. And we'll return with Scott Laseth right after this. Everybody, listen carefully. Don't move. More Revolution Rewind with Jim and Trav right after this. Located in the heart of Maui's premier resort, Kanapali Beach Hotel is officially recognized as Hawaii's most Hawaiian hotel and the number one best value in Hawaii. With a range of accommodations and affordable dining options, this is the ideal setting to turn Hawaiian dreams into lifelong memories. Live Hawaiian entertainment every evening, free year-round children's programs, weekly arts and crafts fairs, welcome breakfast, and departure kukui lei ceremonies add to the value. Swim in the whale-shaped pool, indulge in the fabulous spa and hotel salon. Enjoy Hawaiian hospitality at its best at the Ka'anapali Beach Hotel. Call 800-262-8450 or go to kbhmaui.com. That's kbhmaui.com. Aloha. Hi, 
I've developed a device for traveling through time, which I call a... Welcome back to the Revolution Rewind with Jim and Trev, presented by Outdoor Channel. Boy, that takes me back. We're back, and you just missed Jim and Trav rock the outdoor airwaves with their history highlight of Tom Miranda from Territories Wild seen on Outdoor Channel. Now, field-to-table dining is perhaps the hottest topic there is when it comes to all-natural subsistence hunting and eating, and there's no better way to go green than by getting a bit bloody and killing your own game and processing it, too. Well, this Revolution Rewind with Jim and Trav, presented by Outdoor Channel, takes us back to Scott Laseth, the sporting chef seen on Sportsman Channel, and his take on grilling wild game. It's the Revolution Rewind with Jim and Trev. All right, so uh, just now being joined by Mr. Scott Laseth. He is the sporting chef. Got to check him out. He is the authority when it comes to preparing, cooking, barbecuing, wild game. Yeah, but he can make a dish rag taste good. Uh, Mr. Scott, how's it going, buddy? Going well, guys. You know, we are Americans, and Americans love to grill, and Americans love to grill burgers. And, you know, one thing we're talking about over the break is you have a great wild game recipe for burgers. And just a little earlier, Jimbo was dissing it, saying he's never had a good wild game burger. But you're going to change his mind, aren't you? Well, yeah, because burger tastes like liver, right? Venison <laughs> tastes like liver. Duck tastes like liver. You don't want to eat this stuff. Because <laughs> we ruin it, and that's the truth. That's right. we ruin it. And if, you're, if your deer burger tastes like liver, <laughs> don't blame the deer. You've done something wrong. So you have a venison mushroom and blue cheese burger that looks to live for, man. Uh, tell us, how do we go about doing this? How do we not ruin a burger on the grill where it's not dry Falling and, apart. and shaped like a bowl? How do we do this, buddy? Well, with venison, because it's so lean, there's only three grams of fat in a three and a half ounce portion. So, holy cow! Um, I do know guys that say I like I don't mix anything in. I like the way my burger tastes, but they also cook their steaks well done too, which is a <laughs> bad idea. So, I like to grind my own venison. I'll take shoulder muscles, yeah, um, hindquarter muscles, run it through a Weston grinder, and I like to throw in some. Uh, bacon ends and pieces. Oh, yeah. Or some pork shoulder, like you get, you know, if you're doing a, a pulled pork deal. Mix that in with the grind, you're gonna add some fat. It, it, it's going to want to fall apart. So, I'll take some mushrooms, some onions and garlic, and saute all that, a little bit of butter, throw in some fresh rosemary if I feel like walking out in the backyard. Mix that up with that ground venison and the pork or the bacon in there. And then I'll take blue cheese, mm. which, Blue, blue cheese is also going to add fat and flavor, yeah. mix the whole mess together, and then I do it in a ball, and I want you to throw it back and forth from one hand to the other, just like it was a hard ball, and that's going to help compact it. Put it into a onto a, either a hot, well-oiled grill or a skillet, and then just kind of press it down a little bit. You want it to be about uh, maybe three-quarters to a one-inch thick, Brown it on both sides. If you cook it all the way through until it's gray inside, it's not going to taste nearly as good yeah. as if you get it until it's medium rare. Yeah. Now, we are going to have this uh, recipe on our website. Yeah, you're going to go to jimmytrav.com and check this out. Now, big question. Let's say we're cooking a grill outside. How hot do we want our grill to be? To be able to sear the outside of that burger and keep all that that goodness in, what temp do we want our grill to be at? You know, I like a medium-hot grill, and basically I'll put my hand over the grill about two or three inches above it. Yeah. And if I can count to three, it's not hot enough. Oh, really? 
And I like that. I like it to be, the grill has to be clean. It has to be well oiled. I have a rag, a clean rag with vegetable oil that I cover over the whole thing. What you don't want to use is the pan spray flamethrower because those will actually <laughs> make bad things happen. They're a lot of fun, but you're better off with, with a clean rag with olive oil or with vegetable oil on it. Um, you know, when I order a steak, I order it black and blue. I want it seared on the outside and purple or blue in the middle, um, which is where we kind of lose a lot of people. And everybody's afraid of their burgers because of the E. coli thing. Oh, yeah. If you do it yourself, if, you ha- if you're grinding it yourself, of course, obviously, you want to keep, and I, you know, I'm not quite sure how to put this, but keep your feces off your deer meat. Um, <laughs> that'll, that'll help the whole E. coli problem. That's a great yeah. way to describe it, really. <laughs> yeah. Is. Yeah. 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 Now, yeah. You, you've alluded to the fact that we overcook wild game, and I, I guess it's because we think, well, we've got to do that to kill everything out there. But what wild game can you safely uh, keep it to medium, medium rare? Uh, waterfowl, venison. Now, there's some species-specific areas where they've got problems with with avian virus and and chronic wasting and that kind of thing. But really, 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 what you need to worry about is the chicken you buy from the grocery store, not the deer that you shoot. We don't shoot three-legged deer with mange. We shoot healthy <laughs> animals. Um, if you think about what they've been grazing on, they're truly free-ranging infinitely better for you and if you take that you know you you get a ribeye steak yeah let's say it's kind of far-fetched but let's say you don't finish it you look in the refrigerator the next day and it's just covered with layers of fat uh-huh. you don't have that with venison it's really really lean so yeah. it's not very forgiving um where people have have gone astray is they'll say well let's just throw it in the crock pot with a can of cream of mushroom soup and you can do the same recipe with a hat, and it'll taste about the same. It'll taste like <laughs> cream of mushroom soup, but it'll fall right off the bone. Don't worry about your deer. Worry about your chicken. Scott, where can we find you online, buddy? Go to sportingchef.com. Sign up for our newsletter. We're giving, we're giving away a work sharp sharpener, oh. a tool sharpener, and things like that. So sign up for the newsletter, sportingchef.com, whitetail.winchester. Every week I have a, uh, a venison blog. and. I'm, I'm out there. Well, that was Scott Lasaf, the sporting chef from Sportsman Channel, on this exclusive Revolution Rewind broadcast presented by Outdoor Channel. And for a complete recipe of all the dishes Scott discussed, just log on to JimandTrav.com. Now, if you haven't already, make sure you like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and do whatever it is that people do on Pinterest. The close is coming up next. And don't forget, we love you, and so does God. Stay right there. More Revolution Rewind with Jim and Trav will return right after this. If you're like us, you love the outdoors. It's that special place where you can forget the day-to-day and just unwind. It's your sanctuary, your heaven on earth. We're in the same boat, which is why we built just the vehicle to take you there. The 2015 Nissan Titan. It's our biggest, baddest, most capable pickup truck that sports a beefy 317 horsepower from a massive V8 engine, complete with a one-ton payload and up to a hardcore 9,500 pounds of towing capability, giving you more than enough power to get your boat out of the driveway and into the lake. See you out on the water. Nissan. 
Innovation that excites. Available features. See Nissan Towing Guide and Owner's Manual for proper use. Cargo and load capacity limited by weight and distribution. Always secure all cargo. Hundreds of thousands of hunters pour into Colorado each year for dream hunts. Find out why and buy Colorado's biggest bucks and bulls today. 719-661-4037. The Revolution with Jim and Trav present Real Men of the Outdoors. Real Men of the Outdoors. Today we salute you, Mr. Jim. Look who it is, it's Jim! With his endless supply of Tommy Bahama outfits, safari hats, and sandals. What were you thinking? I was going to change my name to Tommy Bahama. You think it looks natural, but it couldn't look weirder. Unless maybe it had a propeller. Oh, look at the freak! I do have new shorts. <laughs> well, I got Hollywood legs. I, I like to wear shorts and a t-shirt when I record. Do you know that I have barbecue sauce on my knuckle? Yeah, I did lick it off. So once again, we salute you, oh grandpappy of the outdoors, Mr. Jim. I don't know if it was from yesterday or last week. It's the grandpappy of the outdoors. What do we got here? An idiot's convention? That's pretty much the whole show. They're all weirdos. Very disappointed, gentlemen. Very disappointed. Well, whatever it is. We're stuck here. Thanks for joining us this week for the Revolution Rewind with Jim and Trav, presented by Outdoor Channel. Hey, that was a great show. Great show! How about our 444 affiliate stations, or advertisers, and everyone that makes the show possible? Like Miss Bunny, Fun Joe, our producer Mark Benary, and Frank the Sound Guy. And our audience for keeping us going for, what, 35 years we're going it, on? It, almost 40 now. That's right. Mrs. Bunny, you're so cool. Thanks for having me, guys. Hey, we love you, and so does God. Woo-hoo. Yes. That's right. Local news weather is coming. Coming up next, don't go anywhere. Take some kids out this weekend. God bless you, boys and girls. Peace out. We all love you. We love them, don't we? I do. That was convincing. <laughs> all right, she doesn't kiss me, but she'll kiss you. Uh, local news weather is coming up next. We will return right after next week. <laughs> <laughs>